Hello, everyone. Greetings to all of you who have gathered here today in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, the senior pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. And oh my, we are so happy that you've joined our worship. And so now we're going to gather around this Visual worship, any way you bless us, Lord, any way you bring it to us, we will be satisfied. So get your Bible, um, and we are going to begin with praise. We're going to join our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. So let us sing praises to the Lord our God, because you know what? When praises go up, blessings. Come down. found in the Old Testament book of Judges, Judges chapter 16. I'm going to suggest later on that you read the whole chapter uh, later, but for today I'm going to read from verses 4 through 6. That is Judges chapter 16, verses 4 through 6. And listen now for the word of the Lord. After this, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came to her and said to her, Coax him and find out what makes his strength so great and how we may overpower him so that we may blind him in order to subdue him. And we will each give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, 
Please tell me what makes your strength so great and how you could be bound so that one could subdue you. The word of God for the people of God. Won't you pray with and for me now? Almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present, God. As I come before your people this day, won't you allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. Let everybody say, Amen. Our sermon topic for today is, What makes black people so strong? Well, beloved, as with every year, I focus on our national month called Black History Month or African American History Month. And and I'm going to begin and end this month with a sermon about African American history. Oh, my beloved, let me remind all of us, in the year 2021, we still have to say that black lives matter. You know why? Because no other race was brought to this country and changed. No other race had laws passed making it a crime to even teach them how to read. No other race had skin color as the determining factor of their servitude and their employability. No other race was hounded and haunted when they wanted to be free. No other race was physically mutilated to identify them as property, not human beings. No other race was lied to and lied on like the African race. No other race had its names taken away in addition to its language and music. No other race was denied more and deprived of more, treated as badly, treated as less than human. No other race was treated like the Africans were treated. And yet, no other race has done so much after starting out with so little, defying all of the odds and breaking all of the records. So here, I want to just ask this question. What made? Black people so strong. How have we been able to do all of the great things that we have done against all odds? And so let me ask you this. How were black people able to build the great pyramids of Sheops? How, how were we able to build the Grand Lodge of Ma'at? How were we able to build the first universities in the world? How were we able to survive the horrors of Chantel slavery, to survive the loss of 200 million African people in the Atlantic Ocean on their way in a slave ship to the Americas? How have we been able to survive the hatred of Europeans? How were we able to do that? How are we able to just keep going when the powerful people in America bring drugs and guns to our children? How are we able to keep going when AIDS was created to destroy us? How are we able to move on when corporate America seems to be through with us and prisons are built for us? Oh, what makes us so strong, black people? Is it, is it something in our African blood? Is it something in our African psyche? Is it, is it something in our African soul? Is it something in our African spirit? 
what makes us so strong, black people? How is it that we just keep overcoming? We keep producing. We keep moving on up. What is it that makes us so strong, so determined, so powerful? Oh, whatever it is, we must never forget it. And if we lost it, we better get it back. And I just want to know because inquiring minds want to know. Well, I hope that we can begin to understand some things as we investigate the story of Samson and Delilah found in the Old Testament book of Daniel because of Old Testament book of Judges, because that was Delilah's question in our scripture lesson for today. She asked, she asked Samson, what makes you so strong, Samson? And Samson's mistake was that he answered her question. Oh, oh, oh. oh, you have to read the biography of Samson found in Judges 16, verses 4 through 31. And, and when you do, you will discover that Samson, the main character in our lesson, had a weakness for women. Oh, be careful, my brothers. You know, Samson never did get that love thing right. He, he never understood what being equally yoked meant. And I, and I believe that it was because Samson focused on what was on the outside of a woman, <laughs> the external and not the inside, the internal. And it was his weakness for women that did him in. His passion for women was more important to him than God's expressed plan and will for his life. Samson messed up more than once when it came to women. Oh, my uh, but you see, God had plans for Samson. God gifted Samson with incredible strength. And Samson is one of the most recognized judges who ruled over Israel. He ruled Israel for 20 years and, the, and he ruled during some tough, tough times. You see, his people were under oppression. His, his people were constantly under attack. They were assaulted by the twin demons of assimilation and racism. And though Samson ruled successfully for 20 years politically, he never was quite able to put it all together in his personal life. Listen, first, first he had his mother and his father set up a marriage with somebody he didn't even know. And then he went to bed with a prostitute. Oh my. You see, you see, Samson was able to judge disputes between conflicting parties. He was able to judge lawsuits, civil suits, and criminal suits. He was able to administer the office uh, of, of judging. He, he lived in that office with prudence and integrity. Oh, he was a judge of Israel for two decades and oppressive and hostile situation and time. He, he judged the people who sometimes turned on each other rather than turning to each other. He judged the people who sociologists would say were a permanent underclass with no chance for survival or success. He was brilliant in his political life, but he just bombed out, and I'm telling you, in his personal life. Samson was a strong man, both physically and intellectually. But he just could not get relationships with the opposite sex right. 
Samson, you see, had some issues. But don't be too critical of people with issues because we all have issues. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Well, Samson had a time with women and after a marriage that did not work out and after a hooker who set him up, he saw another fine woman with a body made for Hollywood. And he was just hooked once again. So here we find Samson with another beautiful woman on the outside. And make note of this now. Not once does the scripture say that this woman named Delilah cared anything at all about Samson. In fact, the Bible says that she had men waiting in another room. Well, well, but Samson didn't care. You know why? Because he loved her. She looked good. And she made him feel good. So he was caught up in a transient reality. <laughs> Love is transitory. Not only did he not feel the same way, but she also made it plain that money meant more to her than a man. And even after she tricked him three, three times, Samson kept right on going back. Love would not let him wait. And love would not let him think either. You see, Samson did not know the difference between love and lust. Love is internal, physical. It talks about looks and lust is external. Love looks at the inside. Oh, just because it looks good does not mean it is good. Can I? Get another amen. Amen. Oh, yes, beloved. Brother Samson had some problems, but his biggest problem was that he answered Delilah's question when she asked him, What makes you so strong, Samson? Now, but we need to know that Samson's enemies told Delilah that they would pay her to find out where his great strength came from so they could destroy him. Listen to me, listen to me. He told somebody who did not care anything about him and who had made that obvious. He told her that which was of the ultimate importance in his life. Now the King James Version of that passage says, he told her all his heart, a child of God, child of God. We must really understand this hard stuff. Uh, it may take some time, but we're going to get there. Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Say amen. Child of God, you see, nobody, nobody can keep your heart like Jesus can. I'm a witness. Oh, yeah, a person can tug at your heartstrings and make your heart happy. And he can make your heart skip a beat. She can make your heart just jump for joy. But no human being can keep your whole heart. No human can handle it. Only God has hands big enough. To handle your whole heart. The Bible says now, above all things, guard your heart. Ah. In other words, do not let another person have your whole heart. That's just it. Because if you do, they'll start asking you questions. How did you say you love me if you won't go to bed with me? Uh, how can you say you love me if you won't try this cocaine with me? How can you say you love me if you don't want to buy this thing for me? 
How, how can you say uh, uh, you love me if you won't do like I ask you to do? Oh, watch those if clauses. If you get an if clause in the relationship, that's a contract. And love is no contract. Love is a covenant. Oh, that's another sermon. However, here is the real deal. Samson allowed his desire for her to take precedence over his devotion to God. You better watch out. Hear ye, hear ye. Do not let what somebody can do to you or do for you become more important than what God wants to do in you and through you. Oh, that's good. God had a work. That he wanted to do through Samson. And Samson allowed some person to mess it up. Samson put a person before God. Don't let people get in the way of you doing what God wants you to do. Beloved. Oh. God has a work that he wants to do through African Americans today. A people who have known hatred yet who still have the strength to love. A people who have known degradation, yet who still have the strength to stand up and produce giant after giant in field after field. A people who have known belittlement and humiliation, yet who have maintained their integrity and kept their souls intact. People who have been lied to, lied on, and lied about, yet who still have the strength to forgive and to build strong churches and strong families. God has a work to do through African Americans. So we must watch out. Watch out for what other people can do to us and for us. We cannot allow anything or anybody to become more important than what the Lord our God wants to do in us and through us. Samson revealed his secret to his enemy. He shared with her that which symbolized his special relationship with God. Listen now, listen. She took, his, she took what he told her to his enemies, that his strength was in his hair. And then his enemies then cut his hair off and plucked out his eyes and put him in chains. Oh, your enemy, and we all have enemies, don't get it twisted. Your enemy will put you in chains. Oh, yeah, they'll chain your body and they'll chain, you to chain your mind. Everybody needs to read The Psychological Change of Slavery, an excellent book. And then they will blind you. They'll put your eyes out so you cannot even see what's happening to you. Then look at verse 24 and 25. They led Samson out and they paraded him in front of the nation to make fun of him. They made fun of Samson because of what they had done to him. They made fun of him because he used to be so strong. And now, because of his desire for one of their women, he was reduced to nothing and nobody. That's what the Bible says. Oh, you think that's only in the Bible, don't you? I'm just asking. Oh, say, can you see? However, my beloved. Always listen for the end of the story. Now, the thing that Delilah missed was the whole entire thing. She couldn't think in depth. She got an answer to what made Samson so strong, but it wasn't in depth. She misunderstood. She mistook the symbol of the strength, his hair, for the source of his strength. 
Hallelujah. Samson told her, my hair has never been cut. Well, that's why I'm so strong. But that's just a symbol. If he had continued with the whole story, he would have said, my hair has never been cut because I have been dedicated to God, a Nazarite, from the time I was born. And God's spirit empowers me to do great things. Glory to God. And verse 13 says it all. His hair began to grow again. And the Lord's power began to strengthen him again. And with his bare hands and arms, Samson destroyed more of his enemies than ever before. You know, at the end of his life, God restored Samson's strength. You better know where your strength comes from. What makes us so strong, black people? Well, here it is. It's God's strength within us. God is our refuge and our strength. God gives us power to faint and to give power to the faint and to them that have no might. God increases their strength. God is a source of our strength. We must never forget that. What makes us so strong? God is the joy and the strength of our life. What makes us so strong? We believe that God can do anything. What makes us so strong? We know how to praise the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We know that God is a burden bearer and a heavy load sharer. We know that it's not by might, not by human power, but by the spirit of God living within us that we win. What makes black people so strong? It's God's love, does it? I don't care if people don't love me. God loves me. His love for us keeps moving on up. Keeps us move, moving on up the King's Highway. Oh, if it had not been for the Lord on our side. Tell me, where would we be? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I'm stronger now. I'm, I'm wiser. I'm better. Because Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Oh, I once was young and now I'm old, praise God. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. A God seed making bread. I'm strong and you're strong. Because God is the strength of our Oh, child of God, I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed you. During this Black History Month, for those of you who are Christians, all of you know that black lives matter. And so I praise God for you. As we come to this first Sunday, which is Communion Sunday, and it's important ritual in the African-American church. I want to invite those who are members of Pacoima First who have gotten your communion kids to, to now bring them out and join me in the ritual of holy communion. 
the peace of God be with you always. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so I invite you now to spiritual night with all the members of Pacoima First United Methodist Church and with all the saints of the church in heaven and on earth and partake of the Lord's Supper that has been consecrated by the pastor myself. According to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at the table with his disciples, he took the bread, he broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Taking the bread, the body of Jesus Christ, broken for you and for me. Afterwards, he took the cup. Taking the cup, this is the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation shed for you and for me. Let us pray. We thank you, O God, that through your word and this holy communion you have given us your Son, who is the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life. We lift up to you this day all of our joys and concerns. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you in the name of Jesus. Let us all say,